Welcome to this edition of Power Lunch. My name, as always, is Nick Lawson, and aside from working in public relations and playing the piano you're listening to, I'm the host of this podcast interviewing remarkable people of power, politics and press in candid conversation over a luncheon. And with me today is Apollonia Sokol, a French-Polish portrait painter who is arguably amongst the hottest names in the international contemporary art scene right now, not only due to her big solo exhibition at Copenhagen's Arkin Museum, but also due to the critically acclaimed documentary Apollonia Apollonia, which recently took home five Robert Awards and was shortlisted for an Academy Award. I know her though also as Api, as Apollonia had a Danish upbringing and, to many people's surprise probably, used to go to boarding school Hamsholm, where I know her from, and having not seen her for over 20 years, I thought of using the occasion to reconnect over a lunch at Copenhagen's French restaurant Marshall. Please enjoy and remember to subscribe. Yeah, what is this? What is this that we're having? This is the uh, lovely uh, truffle and the uh, thyme stuffed turbot. We serve it with some grilled uh, broccoli, some turnips, and a uh, sauce based on mussel stock. Wonderful. Thank you very much. So beautiful. And uh, Apollonia, yes. thank you very much for coming today. And thank you for inviting me. And uh, it's been aside when we met about a month ago at Aachen. Yeah. Uh, it's been 22 years uh, uh, since count, I, you counted. Yes, yes. But uh, <laughs> I tried to. Well, I tried to come back. Um, yeah. And um, it's been 22 years since we actually went to school together, which was in the primary grades. And ever since. Um, I haven't gotten the chance to see you other than in a glossy magazine and the news and in a, <laughs> in a movie titled, obviously, uh, Apollonia, Apollonia. Um, so yes. I thought I'd use this opportunity to invite you back. Uh, so thank you very much for, uh, for coming today. Thank you. Thank um, you for having me. So uh, you haven't changed a bit. Well, neither of you. In 22 years. <laughs> uh, and I told you that last time as well. Neither of you. It's, uh, it's quite astounding uh, how much, you know, how little actually uh, tend to change. But that being said, uh, I noted it as well. Please uh, do take it. Um, Thank you. Um, irrespectively, uh, I noted from the, the movie, which was directed by your friend Lea Globe, and yes. for those listeners that don't know it, uh, extremely uh, internationally acclaimed uh, movie. You won recently, how many uh, robots was it? Five? Well, for the Dane, yeah, on the Dane, this is the Danish Oscar, the Danish prize, the robot. I think it's five. But she won prizes all over the world in Hong Kong, um, London, New York. We were invited special a special guest at Tribeca Film Festival. I mean, it's been all over the world, so. And it has indeed catapulted uh, your name onto the uh, international stage. But uh, tell me, how did this idea even come about of making this movie about you? Funny thing. So you were saying my friend, uh, Leah Gloop, but actually, as a matter of fact, it started I mean, when it started, we were not friends. We didn't. We were strangers. We didn't know each other at all. She had the assignment as a student from the film school, Danish film school, had an assignment to f- make a portrait of a stranger for only two weeks. And somebody told her about this crazy painter in Paris living in a theater, and that that, that might interest her. And so she took. That's the, true. She says that in the prologue. Yeah, uh, it or is in true. The uh, and uh, and and she so she took the train to Paris and started filming and she kept on going for 13 years. So it was supposed to be two weeks and it became 13 years. <laughs> but uh, who, who was it that, that was like the intermediary there? I mean, who, who was it that knew you that also knew her? Actually, it's another film director called Ma, uh, Danish film director. But she has some French connections. She's called Malou Rumen. Yeah. 
and uh, she's the one who told Leah about me. But it's, I mean, uh, and I, I think that's, uh, I actually tried to describe it uh, to my wife after I saw the movie first time uh, with you. And um, I recall the first time I saw Lost in Translation with Scarlett Johansson. Uh -huh, it's uh, so good. And I kind of had the same feeling when I saw the movie, i.e. it's rediscovering who you are and you managed to captivate audiences with your persona uh, in an extremely fascinating way. Like, <laughs> you're really... Uh, your aura is really captivating in so many ways, and it was the exact same feeling I had when I saw Scott Johansson first time in Lost in Translation. And what what occurred to me was, it's incredible to rediscover this human being that I've actually known for two years, but so many ago, years ago when we were kids. Now I see uh, a completely another side of you, uh, which I've never uh, seen before. And obviously, that was also what intrigued me to inviting you here today mm -hmm. to hear about, you know, the travel <laughs> you've been on ever since. Yeah. And, and, and how it went about. And, and one thing I noted to you as well was a, a side of you that, that hasn't really been expressed that much is your, uh, uh, your relationship to Denmark. Because you, you're introduced everywhere as a Polish-French uh, artist, which indeed you are. But actually, like uh, in, the, in the press and everywhere, there's written that I'm, I have Danish roots, which is interesting to me because I grew up in Denmark, but I have absolutely no Danish roots. Exactly. Like I have no Danish blood. Yeah, yeah. Your mother's Polish, your father's French. <laughs> exactly. My father's French, my mother's Polish, and I grew up in Denmark. She escaped uh, communism uh, in the in the late 80s by marrying a Danish man, and uh, afterwards she yeah she was Danish. I didn't even know that. Actually, it's mentioned in the film, but she so she was 17 and 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 married a Danish. Yeah, she got a Danish husband, and that way she escaped. Uh, uh, the, the, the communism. Yeah, she went on the other side of the wall, and uh, and and later on went to Paris, had me, and then we came back. And then she came back to to Denmark and came back to that Danish husband. And this is how I grew up in Denmark. Um, and that's something you also see in the in the in the movie. I I, I dare say it really gives an intimate portrait of you as a as a person because uh, uh, even. Uh, your inception is, uh, is, is documented uh, with a, a movie uh, your parents made, uh, which uh, was very surprising. Uh, yeah, I apologize for no, this. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, well, I don't know. Like, some people find it wonderful. Depends on which, like, which side you are on or what generation you are from. Because the director, Leah Globe, she finds it beautiful. And a lot of people like it. I think it's a little bit disturbing because just to be a little bit more clear, the, be the, the beginning of the film starts with my conception. So you actually see the making, my parents making me, the love that, making. That, yeah, yeah, but that, that was also what I meant. Sorry, it's not inception, conception. Yeah, the conception. Sorry. So, so it's, it's quite a, a graphic. And, <laughs> and then after, of course, you also see the birth giving. And so the beginnings of my life were filmed. And, and it is very romantic, uh, especially the moment where my father is talking to the camera. Uh, to his own camera, he's talking to me yeah. while I'm in the, the, my mother's belly. So that is pretty cute and 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 poetic. But I, I, on I, the I, other hand, I'm sorry. On the other I, hand, it's, it's, it's disturbing. It, no, You're but, not but, supposed to but, see but, your but own But I think conception. your father has been perhaps even more prophetic there in uh, in in foreseeing uh, what future life you were going uh, to lead. Well, yeah, um, or maybe like a pretentious artist. I don't know, but 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 uh, but Elia uh, arrived naturally into my life with the cameras and once I had no 
the questioning about if it was okay to be filmed or if I needed some privacy. Like I had no idea what these values were. Because I no, was, because you didn't know her and she came into your life late. Yeah, and, and, and it was not a problem for me because I was always filmed. It's as if I didn't have a choice, really. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because like, yeah, yeah. I was filmed from the beginning. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, but, uh, you, uh, but I remember that as well from back when we went to school. And, and, and for the way, we used to go to a boarding school together. We went to a Hellesorm. That's also not part of any press. How come that is, by the way? There's a lot of things that are not in the film that are from my life. I mean, it's like... It's the story of my life in only two hours. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's not a long time to encapsulate. So I have I have, for instance, I have brothers. Yeah, I didn't They're know that. They're not either. in the film. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things that are not happening in the film. I think that at the beginning of the process of the filmmaking, Leah was making some research about Harusalm, and uh, we had these photos that were made of us by your mother. No, you, you did uh, so, consider uh, them. So Leah contacted Sutsu, but it was something that she was a little bit too busy. No. And she never got the photos. And then, so actually, at the beginning, <laughs> at the beginning of the process, Leah really wanted to make this kind of traditional uh, finding archives no from the way. past and so on. And then you know that didn't work. That didn't work out. And so she just let it go. Like let the idea. Forgot about this idea and started making a film that was way more personal yeah. and not about like reconstructing the life of someone but actually filming it and being a part of the life so this is also what's so amazing about Leah's film it's not a typical biography yeah you know no no but it's uh, i i believe it was uh, uh, I, I don't remember if it was the new york times uh, that uh, uh, headlined it like uh, uh, this but um, it's a portrait of a life lived, as uh, uh, yeah. one of the uh, critics wrote about it. And that's what makes it so good. And it's not about like what it was the actual biography of, like, who cares, right? I, I, just for the rain, those uh, 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 listeners that are not acquainted with, but my mother's a portrait photographer and has uh, photographed uh, uh, Apollonia before when she yes. went to Hell's Home and will also do it hopefully after we're finished yes. with this lunch. And it's really nice because last time we saw each other, we saw this picture, this photo that. Yes. Subunin made, and it's so beautiful and intimate as well. I mean, uh, you know what? Uh, I, I discussed it with uh, with Bella uh, uh -huh. afterwards, uh, whom is a close friend of both you and I uh, from back in the day. Yeah. And it, it's it's not for you. You haven't changed uh, a bit visually uh, or oh, really? personality-wise. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, I, I can tell that you have embraced your Frida Kahlo side uh, a bit more because in that very picture you're seen plucking your eyebrows. Uh, and and you don't, you're not doing that anymore. <laughs> you're definitely not doing that anymore. But that's also a part of this new persona, no, not a new persona, this persona you've always had, uh, but you're embracing it far more now. And this is also that what we're seeing, uh, it's a coming, of, a coming of age portrait, really, mm. this movie, mm. uh, about how you develop as a person as an, and as an artist. Mm. Uh, and I think the Globe has done an astounding piece of work there in documenting this, not transition, but development uh, uh, of your persona there. And I, I, I was wondering if you were ever like, um, did you not feel a bit intimidated about having this camera follow you in and up close to begin with in this process? No, as I said, you know, it was very natural because growing up the way I did, I grew up in this theater, Bohemian theater, um, where there was artists everywhere, anyone could do whatever they wanted, nobody would in interfere with the whatever production or idea they had, and, you know, things would just emerge from 
I mean, there, were, there was no money, but, but there was freedom. And that was that theater that your father ran in Paris? My, which... Both of my parents uh, built this theater out of nothing. It was in ruins and they were allowed to rent the place. Uh, actually, they were not paying rents for a few years, so they could rebuild it. So both of them, it was like an experimental so project. So they squatted it or what? Or Well, uh, they, they made a deal with the owner. Mm. So it was never a squat. But I was yes, very close to the squatters, of course. But no. So it was an experimental project in the 80s. And it was supposed to, you know, have its a short, a short life, you know. And, and, and it stayed for 30 years or so. So it's quite, it, it became quite an important place for underground art in Paris. And actually now that the film is coming out in France, everyone, a lot of people from this generation that are in their 50s, 60s, they know this theater. Everyone has been through this theater. It's, it's a cult place. Yeah, it's been like a breeding ground for great uh, artists uh, through that time. Yes, for, uh, for p political art as well. It was really a, a place of activism. We have more wine coming on the table. Wonderful, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And um, so when Leah arrived, it was it was completely natural that it was somebody from Denmark who was going to film and do whatever she wanted to do, and nobody was questioning it. Cheers. Cheers. You know, I arrived in Denmark in '96, so I was eight years old. Okay. Yeah. I just I had cancer. And uh, and my and my uh, my mother was my father had uh, kicked my mother and and and, my, and myself out on the street and I was a very sick child, so she she came she came to Denmark with me, uh, to f uh, in hope for security and and you know like healthcare and she came back to this ex-husband that was going to give us you know a home. Okay, yeah. So, so she was married there once and then. Yes. Okay. So that's how it happened. But so I was actually a patient of Rieshospital for many years. I do remember uh, a part of that, um, but I didn't remember that part of that you were, as you phrase it, kicked out by your father at that point. Yeah, but because the film, the film is not going into personal details such as like the relationship I have with my parents. They're just there, you know. But do you mind? No, I don't mind. I mean, like. Uh, yeah, my father, my father, you know, decided uh, is one of these this person that can just reinvent themselves. It's a privilege, yeah. uh, actually, a male privilege, a white man's privilege to just like reinvent yourself, you know, and then you get rid of whatever you have, like children, wife, whatever, and you start you start a new family, you start a new life. And that was just his decision from one day to the other. He didn't want to have his wife or a. Excuse me, uh, as a, child. a sick child? Yeah, yeah, this is what happened. So How do you feel about that today? Well, uh, how I feel that my father is um, having a lot of identity troubles. Like uh. he's, he's like in a constant identity crisis, I feel like. Because he's the, I, I, maybe he listened to this because it's in English, so it's better to talk Danish about stuff like that because he doesn't understand Danish. But I think that... Um, but you've forgiven him, I take it, from your tone of voice. I, you know, like, life is not like in a movie or in a book. In a movie or in a book, actually, like, you forgive someone and then, you know, the end, you know. Like, 
and they lived happily ever after and they understood each other and the book ends but life doesn't right well, life sort of actually as a matter of fact ends but yeah it does end but not at the epic moment of forgiveness you okay know? you know what i mean like the end of a good story is when they're happy and they forgave each other but actually i I don't know, I forgave him once and then, you know, this thing happened again and it happened again and, you know, and it just happened. Do you see him uh, still or...? We have some contact, but actually my father lives in Senegal and has now a new family in Africa, you know, they live there and and he has uh, have brothers there and this is his new life. Okay, but I mean, your so. movie has, the movie about you and let alone your, your art, your, your whole body, your industry, uh, has really r- risen to a great acclaim uh, worldwide, uh, including the movie. Has he congratulated you thank on you. it? Oh, no, but that's a, that's a matter of fact. Have it's you, not a compliment. Thank you. I'm thanking you as if you were my father. Thank you, Nikolai, <laughs> for congratulating. Um, yeah, no, he's like he's being supportive at this moment. I don't know. I don't really care. He's not really that important. Okay. Is that like? Is that possible to like? Is that understandable? Like. Yeah, but no, no, never mind. We'll have. Uh, I we'll mean, have I mean, we can talk about it, but I, he doesn't have a big role in my life, you know. Yeah. We'll let uh, we'll let that uh, rest. But um, I, I take it you, that your mother has you portrayed her in uh, in uh, at least one of your paintings that I know of. Uh, yeah, my mother raised me. Yeah. My mother raised me, and she was. You you mentioned this very posh school where we used to go, and you know she had she has this typical immigrant story of trying to make it uh, for her children. And so she was working uh, three shifts, you know, um, uh, at the hotel as um, yeah cleaning and taking care of the yeah the housekeeping or whatever to get me into this school so I I could I could meet you know like the right people and and evolve in the right in, in the good environment. So she really sacri- she sacrificed a lot for you. She sacrificed a lot for me. Yes, yes. So, so she she means she matters uh, in my in my story. I think. And was she disappointed of you then that you didn't want to continue down that road, or was it uh, you know practical obstacles that meant that you didn't continue? Because we we went to eighth and ninth grade together. You didn't yeah. continue in high school. No. Uh, you went to, to Christian Sound Gymnasium. Yeah, I think I think she. Probably had some disappointment, but I didn't really quite get it back in the days. But I was always a child with the plan. So we, t- we spoke about it lately with my mother and she said, I had the plan. I had the plan that I wanted. I, I dropped out of Hausam and I was going to go to Christian Sound and be with the people that are sons and daughters of artists and film directors. And I was going to fight for this. Well, yeah. there were many actually of those down in Hellasom, but that's <laughs> besides the point. <laughs> but they were, but maybe yeah, not yeah. like the left wing. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I had this idea. They were maybe not aspiring artists themselves, but yeah, I get what you mean. But at Christiansound, yeah. Christiansound, uh, there was like all this. I, I believe there was more like my my crowd, or yeah. I don't know. Anyways, we were teenagers. I, also, I had to discover more about Denmark. Like Denmark couldn't for me, like learning to speak Danish and so on. Like it couldn't like the world couldn't just like, you know, be uh, limited by Hausholm, you know, like I needed more. I needed the city. I needed to understand like more of the uh, of what is Copenhagen, what is like, uh, you know, because this is a special crowd and in Hausholm. 
And then, and, and actually, yeah. I used to call it Integration Solub when I was a child back in these days. <laughs> say, I'm going on Integration Solub. And, <laughs> and it was like I, was go I went to different schools, you know, like, and I had to, like, I wanted to know what, what Denmark was about. Yeah, but, uh, and, and surely you might have had a, <laughs> um, a culture shock, so to speak, uh, back then um, at, at Hellensol. Uh. Yeah, because I came from this bohemian theater in this African neighborhood, you know, like in Paris like totally underground, uh, working class heroes. But, 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 but the besides the fact that it probably was not that working class at Hellsong, it was <laughs> no, pretty, it no, 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 but it was pretty diverse in the sense that it was It the was, IB. we had the IB section and I was very good friends with the, all the French speaking people that were from the IB section. So there yeah, were- Yeah, I do remember. African princes, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, there were a couple of those as well. <laughs> Um, and we uh, we did miss you uh, uh, as well in, uh, in in high school, but then you know uh, some twenty odd years uh, went by, uh, and uh, you went to Christianshavn uh, and Skymnasia, uh, and then uh, you graduated from there, and then you of course came back to Paris where you started uh, at uh, uh, the Beaux Arts, uh, the art school there, which is also very much the centerpiece of the documentary around you following you uh, uh, into becoming the artist that you have become today. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, they, it, 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 your, your trip through life there takes a lot of twists and turns. Uh, I see a lot uh, as well in the, uh, in the documentary, a lot of pushback. And I think I remember uh, one thing that I highlighted to you, that there's like this clip where your professor at the college there says that um, Apollonia, uh, your art is too much you. Uh, <laughs> it's not about uh, uh, the art like... Uh, um, uh, uh, I see that you are the piece of art and not your artworks, and you respond very fiercely to that. And one of the things that you can also read about you in the uh, the, uh, the infomercial, so to speak, from Aachen, is that you think it's uh, uh, impossible to separate the artist uh, from uh, the works and uh, their identity and uh, their life. There's a whole rhetorical thing that we used, like we have been. There's this whole thing, this whole idea that you have, one has to separate the artist from the art. And it's a way, it's a way of excusing the geniuses for their very bad behavior. You know, it's, it's the modern man mm -hmm. from, it's a, a philosophy from the philosophy des Lumières, you know, because with the industrialism and so on, like this, this kind of, where, where the, the, the white man is a semi-god capable of doing anything and is a genius, can be a genius. But, 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 but this has a, a price. In what sense? Well, it has a price, like the, the, the like really bad behavior, uh, like... Um, but we, I, I, we, we apologize all these huge geniuses for their really bad behavior, you know, like... Picasso was actually torturing and beating his wife up so he could paint her crying. You know, and this is like the art, yeah, you, yeah, because we sort of don't no. tell these stories. No. But it's like art, but, but back in the 50s, that was okay, you know, yeah. everybody knew. And, and, and it's like, and by the way, Dora Mar was a huge artist. Who but, 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 doing but, but art. let's just stay with Picasso, because he hasn't, first of all, he hasn't been canceled. And second of that, you're actually painting in his studio. I know that the French state gave you his studio. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hate him though. Yeah. But so, so, so. Um, but I think that's so an th interesting. Th there was this idea of like the, the art, the art wants what it wants, right? And so you can, you have to, to apologize and to separate the artist, the person from its art, yeah, yeah. right? And that's just a way of giving space to these terrible 
terrible actions. But I, I don't understand. Are you uh, for or against giving space? Uh, uh, I'm between against the art? it because I believe that if an artist is truthful to what it, he does mm -hmm. or she does, uh, there is no dichotomy between personal life and art. You know, it's not a job. Mm. It's a passion. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. it's uh, I, uh, uh, it's it's a way of life in the it's sense. It's a way of life. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we say that we have to separate the two to excuse. But, but, but I think that is typically in the discussions in where there arise some sort of conflict. I mean, uh, one prime example, aside what you just mentioned about Picasso, but Michael Jackson, for example. Uh, yeah, exactly. Said multiple accusations so raised we, against him. But everybody knew, like parents yeah. knew. They brought, actually, like when you watch the film the Leaving Neverland and you recall the trials and so on, there was this child who had cancer, you know, she had, this kid had like leukemia and had no hair, yeah. went to, they, they spoke out to, 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 the, to, to her parents, or his parents, you know, went to court and everybody decided that the child was lying, you know, and yeah. then Michael Jackson was not guilty. Yep. But I mean, why would this child lie about that, right? I, I can't speak to that because I don't remember uh, that particular but scene. This but this kid was dying. Yeah. Why, why, like, it takes so much courage. Yeah. For uh, eight, I was a eight years old with cancer. Yeah. I, I, I relate to this kid, right? So, so it takes so much courage and fierce and, 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 and strength to go and, and testify against a god. Yeah. In, a, in, a, in, a, in his own society, and everybody agreed that we have to offer sacrifice this kid for Michael Jackson for his music. Well, uh, I, uh, I I don't know of the particular court case, but I think it's an interesting uh, discussion that revolves about uh, a character like Michael Jackson uh, because he has been accused of uh, well pedophilia and uh, other horrible uh, crimes. But yet, uh, but 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 still, we celebrate him very much uh, as a great artist. And, and and personally, I understand why we celebrate him as a great artist because his his, his body of work, his industry is absolutely amazing. You mentioned, by the way, last time we saw each other, you mentioned the uh, you were the uh, life and times of Caravaggio, uh, yes. the great Renaissance painter, um, and uh, Caravaggio uh, was what is well, you said that he was a murderer. He was a thief. Was he a murderer? Or was he just a thief? Or no, he he killed his lover. Okay, okay. <laughs> so now we have a new plate on the table. It's amazing. This is a, a little leg. Yes. So we have the Pigeon Royale here with uh, glazed pigeon? beetroots and with um, a little sauce Madeira as well, and then uh, the Pigeon Heart. Is this the heart cut and like no this is too big to be a heart. No, it is the heart. It's a smaller piece. This one is the heart. It looks like a liver. Yeah, no, it's the heart. Bon appétit. Merci. Thank Do you, you know that Chopin, uh, when he died, uh, his sister asked for the heart to be brought back to Poland? No, I didn't know that. I was listening to Chopin this morning and I was thinking, these Poles are really fatalist, you know, <laughs> like so he was buried in Paris. But the sister wanted the heart back, and they, you know, took out the heart from his body and sent it to Poland. I never knew, uh, but it's actually good that you say that because you know each time uh, I do these podcasts, I record a uh, piece of music on the piano, and oh. I actually thought of uh, recording a piece of uh, Chopin uh, yeah. for the interlude. So now it's set in stone. But that was mostly because that it was uh, the Chopin was of course uh, French Polish. Uh, and I thought it made perfect sense because you share those national roots together. So I have a funny story about Chuba. You know this song, um, you know Serge Gainsbourg, he made a yes. song with uh, his daughter Charlotte Gainsbourg when she yes, was yes, 13. Yes. Apropos this very problematic yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, pedophilic behavior. 
Um, and, and he made this song called Lemon Incest. Lemon Incest? No, I didn't know yeah. that. So it's like a lemon zest yeah, yeah. thing with words. Lemon okay, yeah, zest, yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually it's Lemon Incest. Lemon Incest. No, I and didn't so know that. they lay on a huge bed. Father and daughter? Father and daughter. She has only panties with a little uh, top of her pajamas, child pajamas. And he has only the, the, the bottom of the pajamas. And they're like singing about the love they want to make and they will never make. You know, and at one point, her tone goes as if she did, she has an orgasm. She's thirteen. Oh, is that da 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 da? Lemon incest, l'amour que nous ne ferons jamais ensemble. And then you know, and then she comes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, it's so bad. And this too. But but you seem uh, on that note, uh, Api, you seem like a. Uh, uh, You seem like a fan of uh, uh, Serge Gainsbourg and uh, no. and his likes. I mean, his I whole generation. Like, no, I hate him. You do? I mean, it's okay to hate our heroes, you know. Mm. By the way, this pigeon is delicious. Mm. Yeah, hating your heroes. <laughs> Why not? I mean, you shouldn't meet your heroes, but hating them is okay. No, Serge Gainsbourg. Actually, and uh, you know, uh, I have a guy uh, uh, that I interviewed for the first pilot episode of this uh, uh, podcast series. I'm not going to uh, mention his name here, but he, uh, he worked with a very uh, uh, famous guy in media, and as he turned to me one day and said, uh, what I learned from it, never meet your heroes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Never meet your heroes, but it's okay to hate them, maybe. I don't know. I like I like these times of deconstruction where we are now and where we analyze everything that we learned where it was good. Yeah, but don't you Begin don't you think don't you think uh, the reason why we try to analyze uh, a, a different artist relationship with their uh, 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 with uh, with the time that they live in is because that we have political motivations to in some way mobilize them uh, on our behalf. Don't you feel that at all, that is also you know becoming uh, uh, becoming a problem uh, with the art world that it's being mobilized for uh, different agendas uh, politically speaking? No, I'm really happy about it, actually. I just wanted to finish about yeah, like this song of Serge Gainsbourg because I yeah. just wanted to say that it's a tune from Chopin that he's using. So when you call the embassy, mm? the Polish embassy in France, you have lemon incest on the whole line. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I was thinking about. <laughs> so maybe you can cut that in, I don't know. Mm. But um, no, um, I like, I mean, I've been a victim of cancel culture. <laughs> it's one you have? That, yes, I have. A victim, like it's a weird, weird word to use, but I, I would find it hard to use about you as a. Victim. I went through cancel culture and I went bankrupt because of it. What, uh, so it can what, be. What it's that? very brut brutal. Bankrupt. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that my mother's gone bankrupt. But you so know I what know bankrupt that. means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 uh, I didn't know that you have been through cancel culture. What's that? Yeah. So it's a. I just wanted to say I can I, we can go into further details later, but like I, I just wanted to say that on the no, other no, no, hand, no, 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 but I'm intrigued. When have you been cancelled for what? Yeah, I know you're intrigued. <laughs> what I like, but but I still I, I'm not against it, you know. Like I'm not against deconstructing. Yeah, but when did you? Let's get to the point. When did you get cancelled for what? <laughs> you love that story. Because I I just find it hard to believe. Who would cancel you and for what? Anyone can cancel anyone. That's the principle of cancel culture. I I, I know, but for uh, what? I, I can your be canceled. Yeah, but was it for your art or personally? Oh no, no, it was for my art. Good. 
And, and yeah, but if there is no dichotomy, oh, here we go. If there is no dichotomy between your personal life and your art, then it was also for me personally. Okay, but right? Uh, yeah, 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 but, <laughs> but 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 can you exemplify? But, but but can you exemplify uh, why anyone would 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 cancel you? What? Yes. Okay, I can tell you the story. Yeah. It's quite. Yeah. It's quite. I mean, maybe for you it's complicated because it's from a completely other world. But let, let me hear. So basically. Um, the story goes, so I'm a feminist, mm -hmm. Nikolai, is that okay? No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm a feminist, but you know, there's so many different types of yeah, feminism, yeah, yeah. as many as there are people, actually, right? There are different categories, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and there's, a, at, the, at the moment, there is a lot of uh, feminists that are that are fighting against, uh, you know, gender culture and, 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 I mean, like, and all these questions of gender identity and, uh, and you know, transitioning and tra yeah. transgendering. I don't know how to say it in English. And, uh, and, um, and I think as, as a cis feminist, which means that I'm a woman who was born you know, like I, I identify with the, the, my gender. You're a woman, birth. yeah. No, the other women are also women, but I, like, I identify with my gender, you know. I believe it's a regression to fight against trans women because it reduces my body as well as to a reproductive organ, you know. If the rhetorics about like this whole. Uh, uh, gender thing is about like who can give birth and who can't. Then it means that my identity is being reduced into birth giving. Mm, and okay. I don't, you understand? Yes, or? I understand. I, uh, uh, it's a bit complicated, but it's like if being wo a woman is means that you give birth to a child. But I refuse to be that kind of woman. But I'm a woman as well. So you know? you're stand opposed to what I actually do know a, lo a little ah, bit about this lingo. Great, so great, you stand great. opposed to the turfs, the trans. Exactly, thank you. <laughs> oh my God, you're so cool. <laughs> you were. Uh, you're the, so uh, the, cool. The, 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 the trans exclusionary radical feminists, for those not acquainted with the abbreviation. <laughs> Bravo! I, 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 I do know actually of that term, um, but uh, I don't, for obvious reasons, uh, engage that much in that whole debate. Uh, I don't know. Why is it that obvious? Well, because uh, I have uh, other things on my mind. It doesn't really relate uh, to my uh, position in life, but I understand why uh, 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 why uh, why you would have uh, shares in that uh, discussion. But tell me. You uh, you then stand opposed to the turfs here, and how come you called out? How come you got cancelled? And, and it should be said, by the way, that your artworks obviously depict many different types of genders, uh, including uh, explicit uh, paintings of transsexuals. Uh, with transgender. Transgender. Tran transsexual is a term that comes from the medical world mm -hmm. and is that, that, referring uh, yeah. to actually torturing these people. Okay. Well, so just so you that. know, yeah. so you know about the turf, but you don't know about this. But it's okay. Like one, one, one step at a time. But um, so, 
um, yeah, so I started painting about that because yeah. one person that is a very big turf in France has a lot of mediatical exposure. It's coming on the radio everywhere. Blah, blah, blah. Used to be a part of this feminist movement that I that I hosted in the Western world called Femin. At the same time, there were feminine pussy riots for 10 years, 10, 15 years ago. And I brought this whole movement to Europe. And I was hosting them in my theater. And they were meeting other feminists. I was a part of all this activism and all these groups. And anyway, so the Was that through the, your friend Oksana there? Was she yeah, I brought to? Oksana yeah. to Paris. And Oksana, uh, for, uh, for those um, uh, listeners that are not acquainted with the movie, but Oksana was um, Apis, uh, Apollonia's dear friend. Uh, who uh, unfortunately chose to end her life uh, during the uh, uh, during the filming of the documentary, which also plays a central role uh, in it. But yeah, sorry, uh, keep going. Nikolai, thank you for saying that. You know that she chose to end her life because this is a very nice way to put it. This is actually a choice to respect. Oh yeah, of course. But I actually think in, in some contexts it's a, it's a quite brave choice. Uh, it was the only way she found in this extreme patriarchal society she found to actually, uh, ironically enough, keep on going. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean? Because she stopped. I mean, she stopped living, but it was her only the only option. But I'm, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, get back to uh, I'm sorry, uh, the story. Yeah, I'm yeah. being like, uh, distracted. Yeah, but it's the wine, maybe. <laughs> I was thinking, is it Oksana's or is it the wine? But anyway, so yeah, so uh, so I made these paintings, um, evoking evoking this because yes, yeah, so the same feminists that were harassing my friend Oksana Sachko back in the days for power issues, fighting for power within the groups, because they had a lot of exp mediatical exposure, fighting. Uh, the same people are now harassing my friends that are trans. You know, it's the same same group that became TERFs. You mm. know, so I wanted to I wanted to express something about that in my paintings. And you, and you you indeed have expressed uh, that quite explicitly in your paintings. But uh, I'm uh, thinking about what it was that uh, made you feel that you have gotten cancelled. Was it like a, a, a art establishment in in, in France uh, that started going up against you? Who was it? So for this story, no, the feminists hmm? that are turfs yeah. cancelled me. <laughs> but but how did they do that? How so did that, 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 was, that was really that was really terrible because it was like my sisters are cancelling me. You know? but, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but how did they? Because uh, uh, you're uh, you're a professor at uh, uh, so Professor asked, Apollonia, yes, Professor Sokol, you. you're a professor at one of the French art academies today. You're pretty damn established. So uh, they asked. You've the, just been, by the way, you, you were shortlisted early this year for an Academy Award. You know, your movie. Uh, was shortlisted for Academy Awards. It was yeah. nominated. It was shortlisted. You have uh, risen to high acclaim in the arts world. How have you ever felt cancelled? So they asked. So they asked for the for um, this, the region and the politicians to uh, fire me from the academy where I teach. Ah, okay. Because they thought that I was anti-feminist. Okay. And uh, they suddenly there was all kind of things on Twitter. And so my collectors thought, oh my God, but this is complicated. There's a different uh, movements of feminism. Let's stay to abstraction. Like, let's stop buying her art. You know, it's too complicated. Mm. So suddenly I didn't sell, like, for a whole year. Like, <laughs> you know, like. When was this? It was like uh, two years ago or something. Oh, really? 
or last year. So, uh, you know, this is why I went bankrupt, you know, like this is the life of an artist. It goes really high up, you know, like I sell for so much, like every museum buys and then suddenly, whoop, did, you actually, did you actually go bankrupt? Well, I, I, I didn't go like this, that no, no, because year. that's a state of fact. Like, did you, for a matter of was, fact, go yeah, bankrupt? I was, I don't know how you say, I was like under, like... Insolvent. I was in red. Yeah, you were insolvent. Insolvent, yeah. yeah. Because you're like really doing economy, so you know what it means. But, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, but by, by the way, for, for normal people, that's not unnatural to become insolvent at some point in life. Oh, no, I lost my studio, I lost my house, okay. I lost everything. Okay. Because as an artist, there is no dichotomy between your business and yourself. <laughs> Again, yeah. Again. Yeah. So, and, and just like, just structural wise. Naturally, I've never heard, I, I would say that my English is somewhat uh, uh, sufficient, but I've never heard the word dichotomy before. Oh, maybe it's French. <laughs> maybe I'm just like no, dichotomy. No, 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 <laughs> I'm just putting, putting no, no, but it's central. No. I've already figured that this much, that it's a central part of you that you cannot separate yourself from your art or your, uh, ways of doings or your economy everything but but actually like the system doesn't separate us you know so it would be a lie to separate the two because this is how you pay your taxes like but but Api, if I nobody think buys my art i feel it in my body yeah but here, here's the discrepancy that i would like to challenge with it when we talk about for example michael jackson when we talk about picasso yeah you know it's possible to separate them from their art because they're dead Ah, good, good point. But there, there are those separated and excused when they were alive. Yeah, yeah. But, but when? That's the, think about it. The whole concept of the muse. But, but, but then, then let's just take. Uh -huh, uh, okay. I, I'd like to uh, uh, just elevate another point here. Uh, like, just to challenge you on that one. I enjoy the movies a lot. I watch a lot of movies. Um, I know and you like films. Yeah, you like and, and 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 uh, one of my favorite uh, films. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Uh, yeah. Matt Damon um, and Ben Affleck instructed it when they were merely teenagers. Yeah, and who produced young. it? Mm. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. <laughs> Which you also uh, happen to have an acquaintance with. How was <laughs> that came about? Uh, by the way, just just before we actually get into that, that was completely coincidental. But uh, you were discovered by Harvey Weinstein and another uh, uh, collective friend of his that started investing in your art. How, how was that came about? I Is was actually not discovered by Harvey Weinstein. I was brought, that's the crazy part of it. I was brought to Harvey Weinstein in a hotel. Can you imagine doing that to a young lady? Because everybody when was that? knew, like they all knew. I was the only one who didn't know. When, when, was, uh, when was this? That was in 2016, and I was still kind so of... So that's like one year before Me Too started rolling? Like I that. think it was two years before, okay. I don't really know. But I was, I was, you know, a beautiful young girl that... I was still on, uh, you know, still on the age that Leonardo DiCaprio would like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So you're brought to Harvey uh, Weinstein there. Mm. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's fine. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, so the, the story goes that I'm in I'm in LA trying to I'm hustling, trying to make it. And you see this also in part of the documentary. Yes. I'm, you never I'm, see Harvey Weinstein. I'm so but poor. It's... I live in 12 square meters with my mother. We sleep in the same bed. Yeah, that's depicted. 
yeah, so this is like, so I, I go to the US, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna change the situation. Like, I financially, I cannot, it's not by working in a Starbucks or in a coffee shop that I'm going to change my situation, right? So I go to the US, believe in the American dream. Finally, I'm uh, with the mafia, because this is what I was looking for. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, in LA, and um, and they say, okay, well, we're gonna help you to get you some papers, some visas. We have to meet this collector. Go to this hotel at this hour, right? So I go to the hotel. I sit in the lobby. It's maybe the first time I'm in this kind of posh hotel, <laughs> like Hotel d'Angleterre. A little bit more tacky because this is LA, okay. right? And um, it's probably the Beverly Wilshire or something like that. I don't even know, but I was a pianist, you know, yeah. very. You know, young girls with older men, you know, a lot of... The works. <laughs> anyway, so I'm here and I'm waiting, you know, so I order tea and lemon pie, I remember. And then arrives this guy that is obese and has sweatpants on and fat on his t-shirt, you know, and untied shoelaces. It's really <laughs> disgusting arrives, you know, comes in from the door and the pianist stands up <laughs> and bows, you know, and starts, and then, you know, starts playing music from his films, you know, and then everybody got quiet, you know, and I thought, oh my God, this is power. Yeah. This guy wearing his jog jogging set, you know, yeah, yeah. Un un untied shoelaces and everybody that's really got a, that's quiet. That's really a statement, like a fuck you statement. <laughs> That's very much LA. You have all these ultra rich wearing flip flops, you know, yeah. like this is it. And so he comes and we sit and, and he's looking at me, of course, and I'm looking at him because I think green card, money, yeah. <laughs> you know. And What's he, he thinking? He's probably thinking pussy, I don't mm. know. But so, and then he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can also cut that out if you want. But, and then. And then, you know, I show him pictures of my work and he's like, oh, maybe I could buy this painting or maybe I could buy this painting. And I'm like, no, maybe, okay. And then he's like, oh, but you have charisma. Let's go upstairs and do a casting. So he actually invited you to, yeah. Yeah, but you know me, I'm so naive and true to myself in a way. I was like, oh, I don't care about your movies. <laughs> I'm already in the film, <laughs> and I was talking. About, I was talking. And you didn't know uh, at that point about what movies he had produced, or did you know? I know he was powerful. Yeah. I understood that because people yeah. were bowing in front of him, you know, bowing. Yeah. But I was like, I have already a film, and I was talking about the Globes documentary, which was a student film. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> and so we both left. It is an artist called Artemisia Gentileschi. That was a huge painter during the Italian Renaissance, you know. She was doing... She'd been mentioned as well. You lived in Rome at one point. Yeah, I was uh, studying her. Yes, and you, and you lived there, so I, I take it you studied a lot of different yes. Italian painters at that point. Yes. So Artemisia, she uh, was raped when she was young by one of her father's colleagues. Anyway, blah, 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 there was a trial that was really retranscripted in every language in a days where nobody could read, you know. So it's like everybody knew about this trial because it was so scandalous and it was in Rome. When was this, uh, what year are we talking, what century even? 
I think it's 1644 or something. Maybe we should check it out. I don't like remember the exact date right now. After this, I won't even remember how to spell it, but okay. <laughs> yes, and uh, and and you know, and during the trial, she was because it was during the Inquisition. She got she was tortured to see if she was telling the truth, was she's really raped or not. So they invented a way to torture her oh, by putting ropes through her fingers, pulling. So they broke like the fingers of a painter, oh, no. a sixteen-year-old painter, uh, broke her fingers completely, and turned out she was right that she was really raped. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, then, you know, because she comes from a good family, they had money and they managed to, you know... Uh, they didn't manage not to get her tortured, but yeah. Yeah, but they managed to fix her fingers somehow. Could I have a little bit more wine? Yes, of course. Do you want dessert? Uh, no, I like some coffee. Okay, coffee. We'll have a, a coffee and a... Uh, and... Um, some wine. And then you know, then she was so big, like Charles the 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 fifth of England or the first I don't remember, but had some paintings of her. When there was a big explosion in Lebanon, we found three paintings that was hidden. Everybody in the Western world had an Artemisia Gentileschi. She was a huge clefson player, and she was also had owner landlord had so many domains and had children and lived a very long life you know but my point being yeah. what's your point here? after she died she disappeared for, for 500 years no books there's no books about her there's five maybe tops mm. Nothing in like art history about her for 500 years. Although we have the paintings, we have the correspondence, we have the trial, we have portraits of her, we have her building, her estate, everything is, exists. Hmm. Nothing about her in the narrative. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a political choice. Like this, she was, it was a woman, you know? She's very important in these times. More important than Caravaggio, more important than Da Vici, maybe same level, you know, yeah. totally forgotten about. And she reappeared in 2019 at the Tate Modern. They made her a big solo show, and FK Twigs did the communication about the, the show. So, yeah. unfortunately, there was COVID. Nobody came to see. <laughs> but I mean, like, so and 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 this like these times of cancel culture and deconstruction, and it allows some. Artists. So to, what, what, to step forward to be shown. Okay, so what you uh, okay? So essentially, nice. uh, so uh, so essentially, what you're saying is that <clears throat> by that's supporting uh, cancel culture uh, or like uh, enforcing or whatever or uh, no, there's no then, supporting. No, 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 no. But my point being is that when somebody cancel, it opens uh, uh, the the scene for somebody to fill that void. I think that cancel is the screen is extreme, but it always always existed. People have been like uh, making faux pas and been excluded from societies always. Oh yeah, and, and, and so especially in the art thing. world, but uh, uh, the art world is also heavily yeah, politicized. Yeah, in the elite in general, who can come in, who cannot come in in this restaurant, the De Margot, who's forbidden, who's yeah, but not it's forbidden. Not a, 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 and that's the uh, uh, interesting thing about Denmark, uh, the hierarchical structures are not as rigid here as they are in, for example, France or the United States. Uh, that's what you think, but probably, like, uh, some people were not allowed in the Hof at some, some point, you know. Like. Yeah, 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 definitely, but... 
I mean, I'm anyway, not allowed to dance. Whatever, but, but whatever. See, see, so, yeah, but, but so, that doesn't mean that the, the hierarchical structures uh, are against me. In, in no, but my point is just like, okay, so cancel culture is 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 violent, you know, but. But it's it also like I'm not saying cancel culture, but these times of deconstruction and yeah. re-questioning <coughs> our narrative but, but, and the but, history gives room to but, but, but I get rediscovering other things that are really interesting. You know exactly, and I I, I also uh, think I understand uh, what you're getting at with it because uh, I think you identify a lot with this uh, uh, Italian woman, this Italian artist, because uh, you have uh, uh, the, the fact that there are many. Uh, but, She's yeah, like one of so many, Nikolai. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and and so are you. You uh, you exactly. Are, yeah. And and you have and uh, risen nice. to acclaim uh, also on the. Uh, you've risen to acclaim a, a also in uh, in that demand because uh, uh, there is right now because you are very much like you're a product of your time as a person as an artist. Uh, uh, it's visible. It's apparent in all uh, of your paintings. Like there's not one box that it doesn't check uh, in in relation to the current times that we're in. And I see exactly why it is that oh. there is a high demand uh, for for your person <laughs> and, and 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 your art. But I'm also questioning there uh, uh, at that point uh, whether or not that we are getting too infatuated with the narrative, too infatuated with the person, and uh, and, and and that way disregarding the actual body of art. There's no dispute that you're absolutely great artist, but you are one of many, and one of uh, many uh, in the sense of that they are. Uh, a lot of great male uh, cis male white artists out there, for example, as well. But, but they also have so much attention. Oh no, no, it's space. difficult. It's it's difficult. Please. To, uh, no, 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 no. The dead ones. The dead ones. Uh, they, uh, but also the live ones. Like it, it's it's okay to be on a break for for a while. You know, it, this is only. I mean, for me, it's a matter of life and death because if I don't paint and I don't get to show, I die because I cannot live without it. But for you, I mean, it's only entertainment. No, 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 no. no, no but you but know for what many I mean? Male, uh, for me, it's no, the same thing for Exactly, uh, but I'm saying for, for the rest of the world, it's only entertainment. So that's it true, doesn't matter that much. That's, that's true, but for the. You know uh, what I mean? But, 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 but for the actual artists themselves, uh, obviously, it's uh, like it's, it's a matter of life and death themselves. Bye, Kaffee. Yeah. Bye, Kaffee. Yes, I. Um, coffee with milk. Coffee yeah. with milk. Yeah, espresso. Um, no, I don't have. Uh, I don't have any kind of like pity or anything. I'm really happy to discover all these artists that have been hidden. I, I feel it's like a huge iceberg, you know. Like you, we've been living with this top of the iceberg for so many years, and now it gets, you know, like... And that's what your art is about as well. The portraits that you paint, I remember reading the sentence, you never depict kings or men of power. You, all, uh, you only depict uh, 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 the lost ones, the, fo uh, the forgotten ones. Yeah, but that's, you know, Rosen, thank you for mentioning this quote, but actually this is not coming from me. This is the vulgarization of, of my okay. work. People write. It's you know, the official description uh, of Aachen, but yeah. I paint the people I love. Yeah. This is my way of doing. It. Like I paint, I paint who I love and who I relate to, and I mean, it comes from my personal desire and my empathy, right? So there's no rule like. No, no, no. I could paint you because I love you. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like so, there's no rule like that. Uh, but people from the outside, they like to say. 
this is who you are. But this is the thing. Yeah, but like, the, uh, the art dealers, the museums, the advisors, they want to build that narrative. That yeah. They put you in a box, right? Exactly. The artist is always no, trying to get out of the box. Yeah, and that, that, that's what I said as well. You check all the boxes. But what is interesting is to uh, get out of the box, right? But you have to accept the box to get out of it. Yeah, but... Uh, 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 and, it has to... And, and I guess to some extent you also... You need to submit and surrender to being a uh, uh, being an object of that uh, uh, I movement. I try not to. I try not to, but it's 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 nice for me. I'm always on the tangent. I was talking about the story with the turfs, but I had this similar story, similar not a story, similar like uh, trauma happening uh, lately. For instance, uh, like on my political views, you know, because all my collectors have certain ideas and I have different ideas, right? Mm. So uh, I personally... What is it with, the, what, what is it with you? Personally, collect? I would really like for a ceasefire to happen because I see a lot of people dying and I see them in the palm of my hand like because I am on social media every day I see these children being killed. So okay, now we're talking in the greater scheme of things. We're not just talking <laughs> about the art world. We're talking about no. actual conflict here. So, yeah, so I'm nobody. I would just like for a ceasefire, you know. I, I'm just asking for peace, basically, mm. the way I see it. I'm personally a wandering Jew. Sorry, this term is a little bit problematic, but I like, I'm, I'm the Jew who, who doesn't, doesn't have a country, right? I didn't even know that uh, you had Jewish origin. I'm Jewish. I, uh, shoe, sorry, I did. It's okay. Because I'm this kind of uh, Polish Jew that has absolutely no, you know, uh, culture of it because of the Holocaust, right? Yeah. So I have some family. Yeah, of course. I have family in Israel, but I do not wish to go to Israel. And uh, my family in Poland, uh, you know, it's very taboo. So anyway. It, it, may I ask you on that uh, end? Is it, is it taboo for you to mention even that you're Jewish? It is. Yeah. It is, and my family is. No, no, I'm not talking about in your family. I'm talking about in the art world. Oh, no. In the art world, it's not. On the contrary, but I'm sorry, I'm eating. Also, in, in, in this day and age? Uh, also, what? In this day and age, is it. You're not. Because uh, at the moment, you might have noticed. So, it's the contrary, Nikolai. It's like. So, I'm a Jew who has no country. I feel isolated from my own roots and my culture, you know. Mm-hmm. But I want the war to stop. Oh, who doesn't? Quite a frankly. Of, a lot of people don't. And so, when I've been uh, expressing myself on this, on this um, subject, a lot of collectors have together decided on the WhatsApp group that they will destroy my career. What? Hmm? And resell it's because my... You have, uh, it's because you have uh, uh, Jewish collectors that don't like your opinion about... But I don't want this to sound anti-Semitic. No, 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 but because you, I'm you, Jewish you can't myself. do Jewish, so... But actually you can. You can be an anti-Semitic Jew? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> A lot of people are. Okay. So this is... I, I think I've heard another term for that. Uh, uh, I don't remember actually the term. It doesn't matter. I, I, I'm just... I'm not a... I'm, a, I'm just anti-Zionist. Like, I don't believe in, in, in returning to Zion. It's also quite a, a new concept. But anyway... Uh, Zionism has existed for many years, but it's not 
before recently that it has actually risen to mainstream like you know knowledge well zionism yeah no it's it's like uh, yes yeah, from our modern times like for a long time people like in poland for instance when Poland, which was like lithuania and poland combined and it was the land of the jew you know poland have have actually welcomed the jew for so many years and jews were allowed to have land in poland you know for over over 500 years but 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 so anyway, whatever. Like now I'm and also, here. Yeah, but also, we need but to wrap up at some point here. Even oh, though I really? could sit with you for hours. Oh, I'm so happy to be here with you. I was like, I'm so busy, I have to go. But actually, we're having so much fun. But so what I wanted to say is that so I experienced that. You know, it was it, it was terrible because they started selling because you like economics, so you understand this. So these people have bought my work, and together they all decide to sell them on auction very cheap. So my price to so dump your prices my prices so then you know like my gallery had to manage to rebuy them for a decent price before they get on auction during a weekend I was in New York actually when this happened so during a weekend so like a coordinated effort coordinated, to, cancel, to, to coordinated, cancel you yeah what was this and, uh, but it was last like uh, when I was in New York uh, what was it like two months ago and so um, and have you been vocal about your criticism of the war? I haven't. I have some pieces with the Palestinian flag, or I do like not very vocal, but I was I was threatened so badly that I stopped being vocal actually about it. I only talk to the press about it. I don't do so much social media, but I talk to the press. I actually do a lot of social media, but that's on, the, on this topic. Not no, so no, much. not on that subject. But so. So what happened is that um, I was receiving messages from this woman saying, you have to post right now about the hostages or else we will break your prices. Wow. And is that cancel culture? Yeah, it's a, it's a threat to submit you to cancel culture. They're canceling me. Mm -hmm. They're canceling my economy. When you're a minority, such as I am, because I'm a woman in the patriarchal society, and I'm a wandering Jew. This is, a, I, I'm a little bit of a minority. Maybe you might not understand that, but like, my economy is always. No, you're one threatened. of a kind as a person. I don't uh, like you're, you're you're an extraordinary individual as you are, uh, Thank Abelone, you. but I wouldn't I wouldn't call you a part of a, a minority as such. It is in the art world and in the in the economy of it. It, it like. My economy is always but, but, threatened, but, 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 but right? But in case you haven't noticed, you're like you're actually establishment by now. Like, uh, 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 what is you've been uh, made uh, artist of the year in France or whatever it in was? Denmark. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't by politiking, but in France you also received some and, and uh, distinguishing. I'm just good. What can I say? I'm good at what I do. <laughs> you, you love getting compliments. Like <laughs> no, yeah. wait. What I wanted to say: when you are a woman in my position. A minority. I'm sorry. I am. I'm, no, I'm not sorry. I'm, when you're a minority and people are threatening your economy, it becomes very dangerous. I have no wealth whatsoever. Like systemic misogyny or systemic discrimination is the worst kind. When you don't allow people to evolve or to, you know, put food on the table or you know, this is the worst kind. You know what Gandhi once said: poverty is the worst form of violence. Yeah, but I think there's a, yeah. I think there's a big truth to that. But I think this is also what you see in the film. Like I'm guilty of being poor at some uh, at one point. But I, I was just about to when say, I'm welcome to the club. There's like eight billion others guilty of that. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but I'm not. No, come on. I don't want to. I'm, no, no, I'm no. feeling sorry for myself. I'm just saying that they threatened my economy, and and that was really bad because. Uh, because then this kind of privilege that I thought that I had growing up in Denmark, which is the privilege of freedom of speech, actually it was not mine anymore. Like I like it was but, uh, it was being threatened. But uh, uh, on uh, on that uh, ending note, uh, Apollonia, I think that uh, we can in all likeliness uh, be certain that uh, you won't suffer from uh, from from too much of a backlash there, giving uh, your still rising fame and I am sure that uh, you will have many good years ahead of you in the uh, in the art world as well and that your prices will you be never growing. know but I hope so if you please if you buy my paintings <laughs> <laughs> well we'll see about that Apollonia Circle thank you very much for coming thank you <laughs> thank you for inviting me